Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by co-directors and co-producers, Ricky Stern and Annie Sundberg. They're here today to talk about their latest project, My So-Called High School Rank, but let's also review some of their work over the course of many years, some remarkable documentary work. The Devil Came on Horseback, Surviving Jeffrey Epstein, Reversing Roe, Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work, and many, many others. It's an honor to have them back on the program. Let's start with the description of this particular documentary film, My So-Called High School Rank. It's a deep dive into the lives of high school students in three radically disparate communities as they navigate the pressures around college while staging a musical until seismic events upend their dreams and expectations. Again, the film is called My So-Called High School Rank, and we're joined today by co-directors and co-producers Ricky Stern and Andy Sundberg. To both of you, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, I like the way that this film starts out one place and it ends up, it feels like you are very nimble filmmakers and able to go where the story takes you. But it does take us down a couple of different paths in the, in the telling of the story. But also it finds its way back to the center, which is about the kids in high school and the pressures that they're, they're under. Where did you get the idea about high school and the pressures of high school and what was your kind of way in? And I'll start with you, Annie, how did, how did this all evolve? Well, when everybody was starting to hear rumors about what was happening with Rick Singer and parents who were paying outrageous amounts of money to get their kids into top education opportunities, we thought, okay, maybe there's a story, like, how do we get in? How do we crack the nut on, you know, parents who want to do everything for their kids who end up doing the wrong thing, absolutely wrong thing for their kids. What brought it to HBO, we thought we had some really good connections, but in the end, we couldn't get anyone to go on camera. And so around this time, we, in doing our research, had heard this really crazy NPR piece about a musical where sort of life precedes art. And the students out of Granite Bay High School in Sacramento had written with, um, they had helped inform the writing of this musical Ranked. And it was all about the pressures and all about, you know, there were lyrics like, who needs to hit the books when you've got daddy's checkbooks? I mean, we we're like, oh, well, maybe the musicals are way in. So, Ricky, what's the first thread that you pull on in terms of, was it meeting uh, the creators of Ranked or where did that process begin? Yeah, we had to, we contacted David and Kyle, the creators of Ranked, one of whom was a drama teacher in Sacramento at Granite, the Granite School High, high School, uh, you know, filming with high school students, as Annie and I have done several times, <laughs> is a challenge. But getting in the high schools is one of, it's it's like, you know, trying to film in prisons, trying to film in high schools, equally challenging um, for lots of reasons. And so it was getting into the high schools, it was finding the students, it was getting parents approval. And then ultimately, we followed the musical, which had the zeitgeist moment um, into schools in Cupertino, California, and then Ripley, West Virginia, uh, it became our window into telling a story about high school pressures for college, uh, high school pressures, financial pressures, mental health pressures, all these things told through this window of this musical that so beautifully elevates this, the, 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 what students are feeling at this time in their lives. And then 
the pandemic hits and everything pivots again. Um, and I would just say that, you know, for us, it was about sort of once we were in with the musical, it was about following that and letting that be the backbone for the for the film. Um, and then having to constantly be flexible because of the challenges of the pandemic and everything else that, that goes along with following high school students. We've been hearing stories of the pressure being brought to bear on students for years now and how, you know, getting into the right university is considered to be a precursor to the rest of your life. So at the age of 17 or 18, you're faced with this insane proposition that depending on how you do on a on a on a test or how you excel in certain activities outside of school or what your interests are in that will determine could at least the perception has been will determine how your life plays out and i like the way this dovetails with the the scandal right the financial pressure brought to bear on these universities to get their kids in and it also speaks to a larger issue, which I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but it speaks to the the pressure at the university level, where it's becoming it's become more and more of a business than it is an educational opportunity. So all of these things play into it, but but leave it to theater, leave it to the creatives to come up with a way to explain this and make it human. David Taylor Gomez and Kyle Holmes to kind of crystallize all of this and let this and let these students speak for themselves. And that's the thing that comes across. When you saw the the online part of it, Annie, when you saw this kind of unfolding, this this phenomena, if you will, did you know right away that that's that's really what we want to that you wanted to pursue or with their other their Well, I mean, <laughs> I think both Ricky and I, I mean, we both have a huge love of theater. Um, and I think we both really there was something about the musical that just felt inherently like kind of drew us in. And when we sat in HBO's office and we said, we think we have this approach and we played scenes, sections from the musical. There's something that um, the music is really kind of of a moment and really speaks to these students' experiences. And it really brings you in and it gives you an emotional like connection to what these kids are feeling. And so I think everyone responded to this framework, if we could make it work of using this musical as, as the way in, what I really loved was this idea of so many different students coming together through this one particular piece. And when we started talking with David and Kyle, the there's all these students sort of reaching out to them and that that's where the framework started to come together, which is let's use this as a lens into these communities. And, you know, we'll sort of dance in between these various productions and the music will be the link between these right. very, very disparate things. So that started to feel like we had a story and then <laughs> and then then we got COVID. Yes. Well, it's a dogged determination on the part of filmmakers like yourself to not, this was just another challenge, right? In your line of work, challenges are the norm, right? I mean, more than they are extraordinary, right? So, okay, I was just going to ask you, just like when this became evident that it's going to have a tremendous impact on moving forward, Um how did you prepare for that? How did you get ready to move forward when it when it became your your opportunity? We absolutely, before the world shut down, were scrambling with all of our students and the people who work for us, uh, you know, producers and associate producers, saying like, let's make sure we have everyone's contact information because we and and let's explain to them film on your iphone horizontally you know we might ask you to capture your world as 
if if we're not there because we their lives were going to go on and we wanted to be part of it we even shipped cameras to some of our key students that we had been filming with and gave them you know left cameras with them because we were in California and West Virginia when everything shut down and so we we knew that it was going to be important to keep connections with these students and just scramble, scramble, scramble to just keep keep in touch with them and to log everything. So even if it was an email or a text exchange, we logged it. So we could really understand what was happening emotionally, mentally for them during this really incredibly stressful time. And then ultimately when theater went online and, and they took Ranked and made it a Zoom Ranked, well, Andy and I actually went to HBO and said, like, you know, I think we're done. Like, we'll figure out an ending. And they were like, no, we want you to film this whole next year in a high school that's going through the pandemic. C- can you do that? Can you find a school close to you in the Bronx or New Jersey or and, and a more urban environment? So we did. And then it took on this whole other level of how do you film during a pandemic? What do you have to wear? How do you get tested? You know, all of that. In fact, we had boxes to the ceiling from HBO of like gloves and Purell and, you know, all this stuff that PPE that we had to distribute to the crew um, from day one. Well, it's the voices of the the high schoolers, the the young adults that that really make the film sing i mean they really elevate all of the, the what the story you're you're telling as well as the way you're telling it and again i said earlier leave it to the arts right to to essentially give us this beautiful window into their lives but also the production and the production itself i'm not i'm not a huge broadway person i don't watch a lot of plays but this seemed like a really high quality play and the music seemed very high quality to me. Is that? I mean, I, well, I think that that was what we were really struck by. I mean, it's it's a huge testament to the talent of these students, but also I think what Kyle was able to create by bringing in David as this outside musical director, it's seriously Broadway worthy. I mean, we honestly believed it from the moment we heard it. I, I don't think any of us could have lived with making this film if the music was crappy or if this if this if the kids couldn't sing, because it really hangs on that, and you really have to sort of fall into the beauty of this art. And I think. It works and it works remarkably, especially, you know, we saw it in all of these different places. I mean, listening to the kids sing it in, in Ripley, West Virginia, and yeah. listening to the incredible voices from the Bronx and Brooklyn, it was just, it was really beautiful to hear all of these different kinds of students come into that. But yeah, it's, I actually, I really believe that the songs, um, the way they're crafted, and also, I think, you know, Ricky and I have talked about this before, became the soundtrack to a pandemic. And all of these songs had underlining meanings. When George Floyd was murdered, you know, the song Come Up for Air had an entirely different resonance. Right. It's really well done I, throughout. I mean, their their performances are great. Uh, I loved the the uh, the auditions where you've got some grizzled Broadway veterans, you know, tearing up and there's a there's a lot here. There's a lot, and it does reflect it sort of the the mirror of the play, mirroring their lives as well as kind of the circumstances, the the challenges you faced in the film. It, it all it really just weaves together beautifully in the film. The film again is called My So Called High School Rank, and it is premiering on HBO. That would be on um, 
November 29th. It'll be a, a screening. I say screening. It'll be playing on uh, HBO and HBO Max at nine o'clock. Um, you would be looking for it. That's Eastern and Pacific time. Be looking for it. And it's so enjoyable. It's such a fun watch. But it's also an opportunity to look into the lives of kids who we have put an enormous amount of pressure on them to perform. And they're facing a very difficult life beyond all of this as well. And they, it's just good to see them and the way they respond in this in this film as well as I hope they'll they'll save us from <laughs> moving forward. So uh, to both of you, uh, Ricky Stern and Andy Sundberg, you're two of my favorite filmmakers. And I just so admire your work. Let's not forget BreakthroughFilms.org for people who are interested in finding out more about your work. BreakthroughFilms.org. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your work and anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.